We are going to pause in the life of Joseph for about three weeks. We're going to be talking about the Christmas story. You say, well, Christmas is two weeks. Yeah, the third week is going to be talking about the after Christmas story. So uh, just trust me, i got a plan here on this. There are a lot of directions that you can go when it comes to the Christmas story. And this morning, I want to lay a foundation for it, kind of in a little bit different light, maybe, um, as you look to it. So before I do, let me make let me help you understand a few things regarding the Gospels and the Christmas story. Each Gospel has a different filter. Um, and by that, what I mean is it, it kind of sorts through and, and, and focuses on certain things. So when we get to the Gospel of Matthew, one of the filters is the fact that Jesus Christ is King. So Matthew talks about the idea of Jesus as King. And so um, his, the reason we have his birth in Matthew is because a king's lineage is very, very important. When we get to the Gospel of Mark, Mark presents Jesus as a servant. Nobody really cares when a servant was born, so we have no record of his birth. When we get to the Gospel of uh, Luke, Luke presents Jesus Christ as the perfect man. So Luke being a doctor, there's a lot in the book of Luke having to deal with the, the humanness, if you will, of Jesus. John presents Jesus Christ as God. So because he is God, when we start talking about birth, that becomes an issue. And so that's actually where we're going to focus our attention this morning, is we're going to start in the Gospel of John um, about the birth of Jesus Christ and, and, and try to understand some of this. Uh, what's, what's important for us to understand as we look at this as a picture is that because each filter gives us different things, there's some things that you can almost guess at. So if I want to know what gospel talks about the most miracles, guess what? The gospel where he's referred to as God, so the gospel of John. Um, if you want to talk about the issue of, you know, Jesus as God, the I am statements are found in the gospel of John. So that helps you a little bit. So this morning we're going to deal with what is probably one of the most difficult concepts on the birth of Jesus Christ for us to understand. And hopefully when we're said and done today, we can walk away appreciating this story maybe in a different way. So you're going to have to bear with me, but let's look at, uh, again, John, when John talks about the birth of Jesus, since God was not born, we go all the way back to creation. In the Gospel of John, he uses, he calls Jesus the Word. And so before I get into this, let me, we don't have time to unpack this. It's called the Lagos concept. We don't have time to unpack this idea of Jesus as the Word. Um, but so in order to help you, I want to take a little bit of liberty this morning as we read the passage. And instead of the Word, which is Jesus, I'm going to put Jesus' name in there. All right? So I'm going to, even though, so I'm going to do what Juanita did. You play one song and read another. Um, so here we go. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Jesus was with God in the beginning. Through him, or Jesus, all things were made. And without Jesus, nothing was made that has been made. In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. 
The light shines in darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, or Jesus, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, or Jesus. He came only as a witness to the light, or Jesus. The true light, Jesus, that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him, or Jesus. Jesus came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word, or Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So when we come to the Gospel of John and John's account, he describes Jesus and his beginning with a couple of ideas. First of all, he links him back to creation, and that's important. Secondly, he links him to the idea of light. We're going to talk about that. And then he deals with the idea of Jesus dwelling among us, Um, and we're going to talk about that. So let's just dive into some of these as we go through it. Um, The first one, Jesus links to creation. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. One of the things that John does, and this is so important for us to understand in the Christmas story, is he links Jesus to creation. When you start to fathom or comprehend that, it will start to make incredible sense on what this, how amazing this Christmas story really, really is. So this morning, I'm going to, a couple of months ago, I ran across this illustration from Francis Chan, and it, I couldn't shake it. So I'm, I stole it, and I'm going to use it this morning, and add a little bit to it, but I'm, I'm going to basically give you, so that's kind of where... Um, I'm going with this. So, uh, this is a pancake, okay? Uh, it's as good as I get when I do pancakes. Um, but the, we're going to use this as our illustration this morning, all right? And we're going to let this pancake represent, um, uh, we're going to let it represent basically our, our galaxy um, as we go, as we exist. Before we do that, we've got to get comfortable with some numbers, Okay, so let me help you understand some things. So here we go. If I'm going to use oranges to illustrate this, okay? So here we go. If you take 10 oranges and you put them in a bowl, this is what it would look like, okay? So we can all relate to the idea of 10 oranges, right? That's not a, too difficult a concept to put together. If we were to take 1,000 oranges, it would fit in the back of a pickup truck. Okay, so that's a concept that we're kind of comfortable with. If we were to take basically um, a million oranges, it would fit in a swimming pool. Okay, if we were to take a million oranges and put them in a swimming pool. Everybody follow me so far? If we were to take a billion oranges, 
it would fit in a stadium. Okay? So you got everybody following this so far? You got me? Okay. Because I'm going to talk in those terms kind of from here on out because that, that can kind of relate to us. Um, as we get, though, this is a billion. Okay, you got that? They estimate that our galaxy has a hundred or a thousand billion stars. That's a thousand stadiums filled with a million oranges. You with me so far? Okay. Now, a light year, uh, first of all, the speed of light is 186,000 miles a second in a vacuum. All right? Follow me so far? Light travels that fast. The Earth is 25,000 miles in circumference. So if we take light and we say, I want you to travel for one second around the Earth, it'll go around the Earth seven and a half times in a second. That's 186,000 miles. Okay. If we talk about a light year, we're talking about traveling at 186,000 miles a second for an entire year. That's called a light year, right? Um, that comes out to, um, let me see, uh, 6 trillion miles. That would be 6,000 plus stadium. Okay. Have I lost you yet? <laughs> Hang on. Here's what I want you to understand. A light year. 186,000 miles a second for a year. This is our galaxy. To go from here to here. 100,000 light years. Okay? That's our galaxy. 100,000 light years. You know how many galaxies they estimate there are? Out there, 350 billion. You know where we are in this thing? Do you understand how minute we are in that kind of creation? In the beginning was the word. We learn from Genesis, he spoke it into existence. Stars. That's what we're talking about. 350 billion of these, and it takes 100,000 light years to get across this one. By the way, you know those sunsets that you love to see? And those sunrises that you love to see? Do you understand that when you're looking at that sunrise or that sunset, that it actually happened eight minutes ago? What you're seeing, it has taken eight minutes to get from there to your eyeballs. At 186,000 miles a second. So it's already eight minutes old. 
You're going, I'll never be able to enjoy a sunset again. Yes, you will. Yes, you will, because God created that for you to enjoy. I want, I want you to really wrestle with this this morning. This idea of in the beginning was the Word. Everything was created by Him. Without Him, there was not anything made that was made. He did all of that. That's the Jesus of the Christmas story. That's the Jesus that John talks about. And I, and I think sometimes when we look at this, we, we just see a human Jesus and a human baby. The God who did this is what was in a manger. The God who a hundred thousand light years to go from here to here decided to step into this little bitty place called earth with his creation and his people. That's what this story is all about. And John says, there's another thing you need to understand about it. He was light. We just talked about light years. You know what light is in its basic, most, most basic essence form? And don't get into, uh, you know, I started reading a whole bunch of stuff this week about um, in theoretical physics and everything else. And light is particles and light is waves. And Here's the bottom line. Basic understanding of it. You know what light is? It's energy. That's what it is. And God said, I am going to come as light. Um, those of you who were in this area, we were out power for five hours last uh, Friday night. Um, uh, you know how dark it got. Uh, my dog, uh, my dog got lost in that thing and could not, we could not find her. We could not. In fact, it took until one o'clock when the lights came back on for her to show up. Because she got freaked out. We were running a generator. Um, and, and, and so, you know, we still had lights on and stuff like that. And I think that and the storm and all of that just freaked her out. But it wasn't until the lights came back on that she could see our house in a distance or whatever else to come back. Why? Because light, Jesus, reveals darkness. Darkness goes away when he shows up. And that's what we need to understand. We need to understand this idea that, that God came as light so that he could reflect, so that people could see him, so that people can notice him. Because you see, we're running around on our little planet doing our little thing and not thinking about this because we can't see this. I mean, you know, you get amazed at, at, at flowers and you get amazed at the complexity of things and that kind of thing. You go study in the solar system and the universe it will blow your mind. And that's why I have a very hard time believing the whole evolution thing. I mean, if you're an evolution person, I'm going to tell you right now, you have my respect because you have far more faith than I ever will. I go, God. And you go, well, this amoeba and it jumped to this. And it, it would be like an like alphabet factory blowing up and you have a complete book. Okay. I mean, there's so many things that, and by the way, you need to understand this. If you can do away with creation, you can do away with accountability, and you can do away with God. That, that's why the attack on the whole creation story thing. It's a whole lot easier for me to go, God. To, to, to believe that all this just popped and happened? You've got to say, you've got a far more faith than I'll ever have. 
as I look at this thing, God said, this is it. I'm going to, and I'm going to put my creation, my being, people made of my image. I'm going to put them on this little planet called Earth in the middle of this, in the middle of that. And I actually care about those people. I actually love those people. I actually want those people to be with me in eternity. Well, there's a problem. How am I going to take care of that sin issue that's come up? So what it says is Jesus dwelt among us. Now, depending on what version you have, the word there is tented or tabernacle. So I understand that some of you camp. And what you do as camping is not camping. When you, when, when you have a TV and a microwave and everything's on wheels and a bathroom, and pot, that's sure, you're camping. Anyway, the idea is, and by the way, my wife and I are not camping people. We've tried. You'll never convince us to, to be camping people. Even with the big fancy campers, we're not camping people. I like my privacy. I like my isolation. I don't want to be parked next to somebody six feet, eight feet away and go, oh, it's vacation. No. That's not us. Okay? Uh, it's not us. A cabin, awesome. Hills, that's just us. Okay? So anyway. But we've tried camping. In fact, this is one of our tents we had at one point. Here's some things you ought to know about this tent. Number one... It's not comfortable. Yes, you can put an air mattress in it, but it ain't like your bed at home. Okay? Second thing you ought to know about this, it's really temporary. So it's not something you want to live in for 60, 70 years. It's temporary. Third thing you ought to learn about this is it doesn't offer a lot of protection. There's a lot of risk involved in being in something like this, particularly in the storm we had the other night, okay? Because that's what's true of tenting. That's what's true of that concept. Now, when John wrote this, he was talking and wanted to allude probably to the tabernacle, which was the Old Testament saint. When he writes this at this time, the tabernacle's gone. They do have a temple um, that's, that's kind of around, um, until it's destroyed. So they, they understood this idea of tabernacling with us or tenting with us. The Christmas story is about a God who did this with his words and said, they're not paying attention to me. So... I am going to make myself noticeable in their dark, dark world. But in order to do that, I... By the way, this thing was awesome during the blackout thing. I actually went on Amazon and ordered one during the blackout thing, so I had a backup. Um, Then I got up the next morning and realized I ordered the wrong thing, so I canceled it. Uh, and found out those are discontinued now. I can't get them anymore. So anyway, so God, who wanted to be a light, said in order to do that, 
in order to take their place, in order to pay for their sin, I am going to have to come and wrap a tent with them. Um, I'm going to have to tent with them. And I'm going to have to be like them. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable. I'm God. It's going to be risky. See, in heaven, I don't have to worry about the stuff that I've got to have to deal with down here. It's very uncomfortable. But this is temporary. This is temporary. This is my eternal dwelling. This is my temporary dwelling. Um, oh, I don't want to go there. Okay, big rabbit trail. Haven't fleshed this one out yet. But as I understand it, in my finite knowledge, God, who is spirit, tented among us, and thereby allowed himself for all of eternity to have the marks of his humanness. Hands and feet. Nail scars. Because he tempted among us. It's a whole other concept. You, you go home and chew on it for a while. But here's the idea. He loved us enough. To come and tent among us. I don't know. I haven't tried this. This should work. So that you can pay attention to him. And you can see him as a light that shines in a dark world. Friday night we had to black out. You know, we had just had a couple of candles going for a while. One little flame lit up enough to be able to see. He did that. As the light of the world. Because they were not paying. I think I got another one. The world that he had created was not paying attention. And they needed a way to be saved. They needed a way to spend eternity for him. So in order to do that, he tabernacled among us. He dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. We watched how he lived here in this incredible way. To show us that, yes, you can act differently. You can treat people differently when they mistreat you. You can speak kindly when people speak unkindly about you. You can do it differently when you have the light of Jesus Christ in your life. That's John's explanation of the Christmas story. So a couple takeaways real quick for us. First of all, one of the things that I think you have to understand in this season, and this is really what I want to harp or focus on this morning for a second at least. Don't miss the wonder of this story. Um, don't miss the amazingness of this story. Don't miss the mystery of this story. You know, sometimes it's, it's like right now. You will, next sunset you see, you will think about that eight second thing. You know why? Because I sat the mystery out of it for you. Don't do that with the Christmas story. Un- 
understand how amazing this is that God was born as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. Because he loved you that much. For God so loved the world. That's what John's going to say two chapters after this. Don't miss the amazingness of it. Don't miss the wonder. And sometimes it's just nice to sit back and say, God, thank you. I don't get it. I can't comprehend it. But thank you. Thank you. That I get to celebrate Christmas because you loved us enough to come. Second principle, be a light. Be a light. Light's energy. One of the things you learn about light, it's always moving. As soon as light shows up, people start noticing it. Listen, if you haven't figured this out yet, if you're even somewhat bold about your fact that you're a Christian, people are watching. People are watching. Other, it's, it's amazing. Other people can cuss all day long. Nobody says a thing. Call yourself a Christian who doesn't cuss and let it slip once. I mean, I, I, you know, people are almost like having a heart attack. You know? Look, you know, one of, one of, one of, and I never thought about this, but if you know me, I'm not really, I'm not really super safe with stuff. And, um, you know, I, I was working with a guy and I accidentally, the, 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 the nail gun bounced and I nailed my hand to the floor. And so I had to ask him for a crowbar to, it didn't hit any bones or anything, but I had to ask him for a crowbar so we could pry it off so I could get my hand off the floor. And, and I didn't think anything of it. We bandaged it up. We kept working. And uh, I didn't think anything of it. And this guy goes to somebody else who went to this church and went, you know what amazed me? He didn't cuss. I'm like, really? The first thing to your mind is he didn't cuss? It should have been. I can't believe the guy's that stupid. But, you know, um, that's his thought. His thought was, I can't believe why. They're watching. They're watching. Let them go through a crisis. And you know who they'll come to first? Let them need somebody that that they really need to talk heart to heart to. It won't be their buddy at the bar. It will be the person who lives a Christ-like life in front of them. Why? Light. Light. The third idea is this. Folks, I, I can't stress this enough. We're tenting here. That's all this is. This world is not our home either. We're just popping up a tent for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. That's it. We're tenting here. If you have a chance, for those of you who are believers, let me encourage you. Here's something most people don't read during the Christmas time. You know, we go to Luke and we go to Matthew. Go to Philippians chapter 2. It talks about this idea of God who humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. But here's what you learn in Philippians chapter 2, and this is the concept. If God was willing to live there for 33 plus years and die on a cross, In order to glorify God, 
If he was willing to do that, here's a question for you. I'm not minimizing your pain. I'm not minimizing your difficulty. I'm not minimizing your hardship. I'm not minimizing what you're going through. But it's just a tent. And if God could tent with us for 33 years, why can't we take the struggles and hardship and difficulties that we're going through and realize that as long as it's for His glory, as long as He is honored and glorified through it, I can do anything. Because this time here is just temporary. Is what you're going through difficult? You bet. Just like what Jesus went through was difficult. A man of sorrows, acquainted with much grief. Was it risky? Was, it, was there a lot of, of hardships and, 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 and scary times? Yes. Yes. The very people that were the closest to him for his entire life, their entire three years of ministry, that entire time, that they turned their back on him at the last minute. He understands loneliness. In fact, I would suggest he understands loneliness at a level you can never understand loneliness. you know why? Because if you're a Christian, you will always have God with you. Becoming obedient to death meant that on the cross, God the Father turned his back on God the Son, and God the Son was absolutely alone with zero support. As a Christian, I will never be in that boat, no matter how bad things get. He tempted why? For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He loved us so much that the Word that was there at creation became flesh and dwelt among us so that we could see His glory. The glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. That's the Christmas story. So as we head into this season, my challenge to you is this. John's account of the Christmas story reminds us that Jesus, as the creator God, came and tented among us. Don't lose the wonder and mystery of what he really did at Christmas. And as a Christian, a little Christ, Allowed the world to see the light of Christ in your life this season. And realize, whatever we go through here, it's temporary. God has eternity in mind. Let's pray. Lord, use us. Lord, we don't want to minimize what we go through. It's, life can get really tough, especially when we have those extra things that just become so hard and so difficult. But Lord... We're here to reflect you in all we say and do, so help us to do that. May the world see Christ in us. For those who may question, for those who may reject you, may you help them to understand that a God who humbled himself and did so much for us is not going to take excuses on the day that we stand before him. So make sure that each person here has put their faith and trust in you alone. Guide us. Use us, and may people see Christ in us. These things we ask in your name. Amen.